0: what's up what's up what's up it's vegas aka mr 702 live from the building and we are about to go under the armor thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you this is episode 50 in When I started Under the Armor, when I thought to use this platform to communicate my thoughts and my ideas in December the 13th, 2019, I really didn't know what I was doing, nor did I know what I was getting my hands on or what I was even getting to do. And so if you have been with me from day one, or if you've just been a a recent listener that just picked it up, thank you. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to my podcast. Hopefully, my podcast um, brings you some substance. Hopefully, it sparks a thought in your mind. Hopefully, it it, it creates a, a stirring in your spirit. And and we're just getting started. I am such a rookie. I am learning things every day. I am trying to um, deliver Substantial information in a very intellectual and intelligent way. I'm trying to make sure that when I get on this mic and I share my thoughts with you that, that they are of, of, of sound quality. Like I'm, I'm trying to feed full meals. And so we're, we're in a lab. We're trying some things. We're going to get better. We're going to improve, but just thank you for being here and listening to me talk for about 30 minutes every Sunday. I greatly appreciate it. I I hope that this continues to bless you and and if it has blessed you, please share it with somebody. Anybody, everybody. The more people that know about Under the Armor, I think the better it's going to be because it allows this thoughts, it allows these thoughts and it allows what we're doing here to to touch a greater mass of people. So Thank you and if it has been great or if you do enjoy it, please, please share it. Less is more, less is more, but how can this be? We live in a society that all it is is more, 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 more. This ideology for our times can be quite confusing. After all, the word less And more are antonyms. They are literally the opposite. So, how can less be more? We all would like more more money, more cars, more clothes, more gadgets, more responsibility at work, more, 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 more. But could less of something, a smaller amount, be more beneficial? Than a large amount. There is beauty within simplicity. How better is such an approach in comparison to one that is more complicated? When we understand this, it can actually be Powerful because we begin to function in a very efficient manner. Being that my background is in business, every business wants to be efficient. Every business wants less workers and more money. Every business wants less overhead and more actual profit. But how often do we use this same approach in our personal and in our daily life? Less. Is more is often practiced in the design world, interior design, broadly speaking. Cluttered spaces aren't attractive. There's shows about it, hoarders, and different things like that. If you ever dated someone that that just had a place that was just full of clothes and this and that and this and that, or if you've ever been a parent and you went in your kid's room and, and you don't know up from down or left from right, it can be literally frustrating. And it can, for me personally, it makes me very anxious that there is no space, that every piece of space, every piece of floor is being occupied by item. It, it, it will literally drive me crazy. Um, I know in the world that we live in today, we're always accumulating things and there's we have so many items that there's no more space. So many shoes, so many clothes, so many gadgets, so many papers, so many this, so many that, that it can literally, literally cause a beautiful space to look unbearable. Me personally, I, I have a very, very interesting view on collecting worldly items. I practice both stoicism and minimalism. So the idea of needing things to aid my happiness unto me is utterly foolish. I want to be able to function and enjoy my life. So with the least amount of things that I can grow attached to, don't get me wrong. I just bought a pair of basketball shoes the other day, because It served a functional purpose. My other basketball shoes, they were no longer good. I played on the court. My shins were on fire. So I bought basketball shoes in order to make sure that not only was I able to play the game of basketball, but that my feet and my lower body would actually be protected. Now, to quite be honest with you, my own personal theory is less stuff equals less stress and since I value experiences over relationships um material items are not that important to me to be honest with you this tiny house movement that's going along um one of my friends big oh she she loves the idea of creating a tiny home and she wants to live on a tiny home um in the on the beach and I think that it is very very cool because just in order to function within the tiny home it requires us to determine what are essential materials for a living and because it's such a small space it doesn't allow things to be cluttered now i'm pretty sure you can overclutter everything i mean some of us look at our cars they're 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 absolutely filled to the gills with things however If we can get back to this this tiny home space movement, I think that we don't have to be so wrapped up in in the traditional modern house. Now, this less is more theory or ideology can also be used in speech or in story. There's a, um, a wonderful thing on social media going around right now talking about, I'm not mad, I'm not upset, I'm not angry, I just don't have nothing to say. And when I don't have nothing to say, I don't say nothing. And yes, let's be honest, communication within life is extremely vital. And communication communicating without a clear purpose or a real vision can be extremely frustrating for the receiver. Let me tell you about it. Think about it. We've all been in a lecture where a professor is going on and on and on and on and on. And there's no silver lining. And half of the class is not even listening, especially in the day and the age today where you can just simply get on your phone and do what you do. However, when I was in the army, I was taught that the most important thing that you can do is to communicate in a clear in a very punctual way. Matter of fact, the fewer the details, makes it easier for you to get your point or your message across and be understood. If I wanted my soldiers to go 45 yards up, I'm only telling them 45 right. I'm not explaining to them. I'm not telling them a whole bunch of things because when you're in that type of situation or if you're training to go in a life or death in a combat situation, you don't have time to be over communicating or telling a grand story. You want to be straight and into the point. So as this season changes and falls begins, let us all take a moment to determine what is cluttered in our lives, both mentally and physically. Seek action that will lead us to simplicity and clarity. Take these last few months of 2021 to create a space within yourself that will foster the greatness to manage your environment so that you may seem most productive. Allow this idea to be applied both in your business and in your personal life. Think about how much better your decision making can be when your mind is clear and how much more productive you can be when your focus is straight as an arrow because there are no physical or mental obstacles getting within your way. I believe that we all have what we need for this life journey inside of us and we can come across some amazing people while walking on this journey. However, the more we accumulate, the harder it is to travel on this journey. So remember, less is more. Each Sunday, I play basketball with some amazing, incredible men. I call them my brothers at the church. I truly love the fellowship the competition, the trash talking, the cheating to win, the fouling, the arguing, the bickering, everything that goes into pickup basketball is truly, truly fun and amazing. And I just fat finished reading the book, Fuck Your Feelings by Ryan Muncy. And there is a section where he is highlighting how important it is to play where he seen a goal that was lower and he had the time of his life dunking on it. And it got me to thinking, and I was driving the other day and there was a playground to the right of me as I was at this red light. And as I stopped and I watched, it was such an amazing thing watching these children have the time of their life, enjoying this moment, and running around without a care in the world. The game they were playing was tag and they were laughing and giggling so much and just having such a beautiful time. They weren't concerned about the structure, the style, they weren't concerned with perfection, and they didn't care about race or gender. The only thing that was concerning to them, these wonderful kids on this playground at this moment, was enjoying this game of tag. When is the last time you played? When is the last time you enjoyed a game of tag? When is the last time you got on the court? When is the last time you took the field? When is the last time you hopped on the table? When is the last time you enjoyed a game that you fell in love with as a child? Play fosters our creativity, and it helps nurture our critical thinking, personal development, and adaptive pathways within our childhood. The benefits of play are far-reaching. Disney, Nickelodeon, a lot of the shows that our kids watch create games and things like that to help teach them things. And it's always great for kids to play. But we often, as adults, give up play in pursuit of more serious things. Career, relationships, family, and all of these things are definitely valid but what if playing as if we were children could enhance our experiences within life as an adult? Stuart Brown, a physician and psychiatrist and the founder of National Institute of Play, a nonprofit organization dedicated to fostering and better integrating play research, theorizes that adults are designed to play their entire lives 30 play 20 play 55 to stay alive play when you're 75 and your knees ain't working like megan play play for adults is critical in this stressful go 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 world Play has been shown to release endorphins, improve brain functionality, and stimulate creativity, and it can even help us be young and energetic. Studies show that play improves memory, stimulates growth in our cerebral cortex. Play has also been shown to trigger the secretion of BDNF, a substance that is essential for the growth of our brain cells. Can you make that make any more sense of why we are not playing at adults. It literally helps our brain, it helps our body, it helps us mentally, it helps us physically, it helps us emotionally, but let's be honest. What stops us from playing is the fact, what is stopping us from playing? Is it the fact that we have a family now and taking care of others can be draining? Is it the fact that we are no longer children and we don't believe in spending time on things such as games? But that don't make no sense because a lot of us are sitting up here on the Xbox and sitting over here on the PlayStation spending hours and a whole bunch of money trying to beat each other in Call of Duty and 2K and who want to get this work on the matin. Do we go to work and then bring work home only to do more work? Are we committing too much time to social media, going down the rabbit hole of watching TikTok after TikTok after TikTok? If we already know that based on science, that playing is healthy, benefiting our mental, emotional, physical, and psychological well-being, then we need to get out there and play. We need to experience moments of lightness. We need to experience the freedom that we used to have when we were an adolescent. I challenge you for these next few months of 2021. Let's make play essential. Play doesn't have to be as complex as you think it is. And we are able to create play practices in our life by simply being open to enjoying moments as as if we are children. And if you have children, you have even a better thing to do because you can play with your children. Stuart Brown has created the five archetypes that he has observed during his years of research. Rough and tumble. This type of play is consisting of diving, battling, tug-of-war, capture the flag, scavenger hunt, kickball, and dodgeball. Ritual play, such as chess, board games, and activities or sports that have set rules and structures. Imaginative play, coloring, storytelling, painting, drawing, crafting, acting, acting, as well as comedy and improv. Body play, Yoga, Pilates, hiking, whitewater rafting, riding roller coasters, mountain climbing, surfing, and snorkeling. Objective play, building with Legos, playing with Jenga blocks, building fortresses, and even having a snowball fight. Manipulating the objects in building and design. So, with that being said, we have so many different options out there for play, and I believe as an adult. I know personally, when I get to play basketball, it just makes me feel good. Like win or lose, I feel good. I look forward to doing it. I look forward to hooping and talking. And I I really look forward to it. Every Sunday I wake up and I am looking at the clock. Oh, is it close to 2 o'clock yet? Is Is it time to go hoop? Because play is important. And I feel That if you are listening to this and you haven't played in months, if you haven't played in years, if you don't remember the last time you played, then you need to make it your prime objective to find something, anything that you would consider play and go ahead and do it this week. We are adults and we live in a world that has an enormous amount of stress and stress stirs. However, we need to make time for play. Thank you, thank you, thank you for checking out my podcast, Vegas Mr. 702. If you want to hit me up on social media, Facebook, Joshua Broomfield, Instagram, Vegas Mr. 702, or you can go directly to the website, vegasmr702.com, where you can see a list of services I provide, such as personal training, business consultation, fitness modeling, and life coaching. Check me out. Do you add value to those around you? This is a question I don't believe we ask ourselves enough. What is value? According to the Webster Dictionary, value is the fair return or the equivalent in goods, service, or money for something in exchange. What does it mean to add value to others within relationships, partnerships, friendships? What does adding value look like in business? Adding value is very cut and clear. Gotti said it best. Men lie. Women lie. But numbers don't lie. So adding value to place of work has a clear and defined key performance indicator. And if the company increases profit due to my leadership and my improving of the overall day-to-day operations, I have added great value to the company. However, within our friendships and within our relationships, it can be quite complex when defining how we add value. I believe that adding value to a friendship or relationship is the intentional thought process about how we are going to be of service unto others. My focus is leaving others better than when they encountered me. My goal is to enrich and enhance the quality of life for those around me. One of my strongest purposes within life is to be of service unto others. First theologians five and 11, therefore encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. Friendships are very personal relationships and They can be as mysterious as the ocean. The waves of friendships are sophisticated. Very rarely is a friendship 50-50. And I don't think many things on this earth is 50-50. My personal theory is balance is an illusion just like fairness. However, a great friendship or a great relationship has to have Harmony. In order to achieve this harmonious balance, I believe we have to practice treating those that we deem worthy as special guests who have entered our lives, focusing on discovering ways in which we can give without worrying about receiving anything in return, believing that the more we give, and the more we serve others, the greater the earth will yield us a glorious return, unexpectedly and without fail. Adding value to an intimate relationship is so very vital. Sex enhances and increases emotions. And I tend to believe that sex is a drug stronger than cocaine, molly, or Percocet? Having failed in marriage and in relationships, man, I've done some, I've, I've failed pretty hard. I've, I've definitely tripped, stumbled, and, 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 and then messed up. Over the years, I have desired to become a better lover, both sexually and within the day-to-day interactions with my partners, um, with my partner, and so I've attended communication classes. I've um went to relationship counseling. I've done premarital counseling. I've done these things. And I have come to the realization that being a great lover is not only a gift, but is a skill. And it is a skill that we have to continuously work on to develop. Being a great lover involves doing things that show care. And showing care is priceless, and therefore, it is highly valuable. Listening with compassion for understanding, allowing said partner to express themselves in a safe place that is free of judgment and encourages vulnerability, being consistent in creating a foundation of trust and dependency, in having the emotional aptitude to have empathy for a partner, but also the stoicism to ensure that those those emotions do not alter one's core belief. In closing, a mentor of mine made a quite cool and amazing declaration earlier this week. If a person is not adding value to your life in some way, then what is the purpose of keeping that connection? What is the purpose of Us walking down these journeys if the people that we are engaging with are is not adding something unto us. We all have a bank. And if you have a thousand dollars in a bank and you spend two hundred, then you spend three hundred, then you spend four hundred, then you spend one hundred, and you're not adding nothing into that account, that account is gonna go in the negative. And I'm not saying we have to be so businesslike with our friends and within our relationships. But if we have individuals who are in the negative with us, then how in the world is that relationship ever going to foster anything that's going to be peaceful or positive when the person that you're in a relationship with is not adding value to your life? Is not less like like. It, how can you not be a person of value unto others around you? Because if you're not adding value, then you're a liability. You're not an asset, and if you're not gonna be an asset, then what's the purpose of you functioning in this life? There's too many other liabilities. There's too many other hardships. There's too many other journeys and in, 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 in things that have to go on death and destruction and mayhem for those around you not to be an asset i watch a lot a lot of anime and the one thing that's always cool anytime you watch anime is that while there may be a main character like gong or like Yidadori or like goku the characters around them also are pretty good and pretty strong and and, and pretty amazing in their self. And oftentimes, not only do they add value to the main character, but they add value to the story. So take today, audit your friendships and your relationships and see who really is adding value to your life and who is simply Just being a liability. Remember to be more real. Be more human. Be more honest. Catch me next time as we continue to go under the armor.